every year I, I just really enjoyed it it was like I've never I've played for a couple of teams before um where you kind of you have big egos in there you have like people that think they're better than they are people that think that it should revolve around them you have you just you have some managers that think they like they don't show kind of faith in you or what have you um you have fans that get on your back like <laughs> it's sort of it's um but Windsor you've never never had any of that Welcome to the latest episode of Wearing the Red and Green. In this week's podcast, I speak to our former striker, Michael Channels. Chens scored over 120 goals during his time at Stag Meadow, and we discuss a number of those goals, a number of his memorable games, but also the team's infamous night out in Truro, his trial at Brentford, and the injustice of the only red card of his career. I hope you enjoy the episode. Chens, thank you so much for joining the podcast. It's great to have you on. How things? Yeah, really well, thanks. Really well. Keeping, uh, staying out of trouble. Yourself? Yeah, likewise, likewise. Now, listen, I need to start by asking you, still playing football of any description or is life just about a golf course? No, no, not at all, Fred, mate. Completely, boots are completely hung up, rock solid, somewhere in the garage caped in mud for my last Sunday league out in about four years ago I think interesting Ben Porter tells me he's still playing <laughs> well yeah he's a fine specimen of a man old port so I'm not surprised at that one bit but um <laughs> yeah no I haven't played for about for about four years now mate so um and to be fair last time I played sort of Saturdays was literally the season after Windsor I think to 20, really? 27 wow. yeah so um since then played a bit of five side and stuff like that um and then someone persuaded me to drag my uh drag myself out on a Sunday morning so I did that for a season I think but um <laughs> after the old ankle injury started to uh re-aggravate I knocked it all on the head oh mate I lost the football I lost the football <laughs> sad times I know <laughs> right um, Let's let's go back to the beginning. Two thousand and six. Wow, that's quite a few years ago. Um, Windsor Eaton had been relegated from the Premier Division. Yep. How did the move the move to Windsor come about, and and what appealed to you about coming to Windsor? Um. Well, I think the season before I'd been with Burko, Burkhamsted Town. So um, the main link was Simon Lane. Yep. So where he finished with Berkhampstead and then came across to, to Windsor. Um, now, at the time, it was a bit of a strange one, really, because when I was at Burko, Sean Downey was a guy who was um, assistant manager to Simon Lane at Burko. And yep. Sean Downey was actually my school teacher. Right. So he was kind of closely affiliated with like Leighton Town anyway. Um, and I don't know why. That, that's, the season finished at Burko. I think I'd been there two years. I had a couple of good years, to be honest with you. Um, and then I went down to see their manager, a guy called Guillermo. Right. If you've ever heard of it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> so he took over from um, from the, the previous lot manager or owner of the club at Burko. And I went down to see him and he just, I don't know, it just didn't really feel right. Um, a lot of the guys were kind of moving on and leaving, I think, at the time. Yeah. And I knew a couple of them that were coming across to Windsor anyway. So like Ben Porter um Maz Sam Maserat the goalie yep. um and I, I got on really well with Simon to be fair it was my first kind of couple of years at Burko in men's football um and he kind of took me under his wing a little bit alongside Sean um and I went to talk to Leighton Town at the same time as well but um I don't know Leighton really didn't show a huge amount of interest Burko didn't either and Simon was like look come and play for us we've kind of we got relegated um the season before we got ambitions to go kind of bounce and go straight back up um, a couple of guys that we already knew kind of thing already. Paul Coyne as well. I knew Coyne at the yeah, time. Yeah. So I was in Watford Youth Team with Coyne from... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, from when we were like eight, nine, yeah. through till 16. So I knew Coyne from that anyway. Um, and yeah, it just sort of came down 
met some of the people around the club and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it was going to be a bit of a travel because I lived in Lane Town, Lane Buzzard at the time. Um, but I think with Ports going there as well, we were like we plan on sharing the driving and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I just thought, why not just try something completely different? Um, Did that help knowing knowing you were coming to Windsor and people like Ben were there, Coiny? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I would have gone if I hadn't known anyone at all. If I'd, have, if I'd have turned up for training or gone to the club lot for the first time and not known anyone, I don't think I'm just that kind of guy that I like <laughs> a bit yeah, of yeah, kind yeah. of comfort kind of thing. Yeah. Or at least one person that I'd knew. I, I yeah. think I would have found it very difficult just to turn up and um not know anyone. Um and it went from there, mate, really, to be fair. A lot came down, Simon, had a look at the club and that. I think I played a couple of preseason games, bit of training and stuff like that. Um, I knew Simon was a good coach. I think he had he had all the badges, I think. Yeah. Um, enjoyed his training sessions and stuff. Um, because that was a big thing for me as well. Not only did I like playing games, but I enjoyed training. Really, yeah. really enjoyed training. So someone that had good, good coaching, good like good um drills and stuff like that, and actually enjoyed it, it made a big difference for me as well. So um And he built up a pretty damn good squad that, that Yeah, to be fair. Too. Yeah. Coming in um and I don't think there was a huge amount of people that he bought with him, really, if you know what I mean. I think there was no, maybe yeah, totally. bought some maybe one other. Um so considering he sort of hadn't bought a, a, a big chunk of lads from elsewhere, um, yeah, to be fair to him, he, he pulled together a good, fairly decent team that kind of gave it a good go, to be honest. Why did you think it, like, we were probably inconsistent in those first yeah. couple of years. Do you think that was lack of experience in terms of, like, we maybe needed a bit more experience on the pitch? Or was it just um... maybe one or two players short? Yeah, I think a bit of both, mate, to be honest. I definitely see the point of a bit of experience. I look back to that those first couple of seasons and we didn't have a Steve Butler or a Martin Williams or someone yeah. like that that had, like... I think I can't remember if Cooch was there from the offset. I think he might have come the second year, actually. I think he did. I think he might have done, but we didn't really have anyone that would sort of that had that experience, you know, of playing at a higher level of playing sort of week in, week out at that level and, and sort of really rallying the troops, if you know what I mean. There's quite yeah. there's obviously new faces, new manager, a um, few young lads as well. Um, and I think you probably hit the nail on the head there. That, that little bit of experience we didn't really have um, in that in that side to be with. And what were some of your highlights in that period under Simon? Because I remember we had some good games against Farnborough and Hampton, Newport. Yeah, yeah, I think... Yeah, I remember the Newport one. I think that was the one where the floodlights went out, weren't it? Uh, to be honest, they went out so often. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I remember jumping on the bus in our kit. It was like, I think the floodlights went off once and it was like, all right, they'll be back on in a minute. They'll be back on in a minute. So we gave it 10 minutes, they came back on. Then they went out again. And then it was sort of getting, everyone was looking at their watches on the side. Oh, was this like, Newport Isle of Wight? Yeah, Isle of Wight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like, if, if it goes again or if it goes on any longer... We're um, we're going to miss our ferry back to um, <laughs> back home. So as soon as the whistle went, he was like, "Right, lads, let's go." Everyone ran into the changing room, still with our boots and that on, grabbed all the gear, jumped on the on the bus, I and mean, we was all still in our kit and boots and all shin padded up and stuff. So I remember that one, Newport, Isle of Wight. But yeah, I think it was because that that time was a step up in level for me as well. So I don't think Burko mm-hmm. were in the same league; they were the league below. I think. Yeah my first two years so it was a step up for me as well which was another reason why I kind of came across as a bit of a challenge um but I think for me personally I don't know it was just I was still learning men's football then really to be honest it was only my second or third season but you hit um, the ground running I mean you yeah to I didn't do too that. bad to be fair my first first couple of years um there's a good good bunch of lads like I say Simon knew he was a good coach um and he had, I think he had a couple of number twos throughout that period as well. A guy called Neil. Yeah. Yeah. And then Dave Anderson came in as well, who yeah. um, brought a bit of life to the party as well. Good guy, Dave. Good guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a great crack. Really good. And he brought that sort of a little bit of, um, I don't know, that what you need. Simon wasn't the kind of, you know, like they called Scotty the Colonel kind of thing. He was very regimented, kind of very strong. Simon was more of a coach tactics kind of guy. And then Dave brought that kind of, he wasn't scared to throw a few kind of Fs and whatever into your kind of thing, which we needed as well. Um, so I think those two complement himself. And then him and Neil 
beforehand were they were both decent coaches. I think like I said, we just missed, missed a little bit of um a little bit of regiment and maybe um a few old heads in the team. When Simon moved on in that second year, was that bittersweet for you in terms of you're obviously close to Simon mm. and him leaving, but then Keith coming in you know, striker in his day and what you could potentially learn from him. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think, um, like I said, I got on really well with Simon. He had, he kind of um, took me under his wing through Burko and then for his first couple of years at Windsor as well. Um, so yeah, when, when he left, it was sort of, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't nice to see. It was, it was sort of, I suppose, not out of the blue, but it wasn't kind of a surprise either, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell that things started to get a little bit, a bit of tension or whatever, and the results weren't coming. And obviously, there were the club had the ambition to go straight back up after the first year. So when the second year came and the results weren't coming, it didn't look like we were going to do it the second year either. You can understand kind of why it happened. Um, and as with all of them, I think we had a fairly decent budget as well for the for yeah. the league or whatever. So you can understand why why it happened. Um, so it wasn't it's never nice to see a manager go, especially someone that you get on really well with, and someone that's kind of giving you a bit of a chance and that as well. Yeah, totally. Uh, so, but when Scotty came in, I'd already sort of spoken to Scotty um, a couple of times because at the time Keith Scott was manager at Leighton Town. Yep. So a few people had sort of always been on my case since I went to Windsor from locally around the town. Oh, why aren't you playing for Leighton, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I think Scotty kind of must have got word from Sean Downey, I think, at the time, who had gone back to the club and that, like, was behind the scenes at the club. So I noticed Scotty a few times at a couple of the games and stuff like that, just watching and what have you. Um, and then just a few people around town and said, oh, has Scotty spoke to you, et cetera. Um, so I'd kind of spoken to him a couple of times. I knew he was kind of interested in me going back to Leighton. This was before yeah. he came to Windsor. Um, so when he turned up, I think it was Didcot away. He was right. kind of introduced to the lads for the first time. So when he kind of went around the room and sort of said to spoke to everyone or whatever, he just I just had a massive grin on my face because I already knew that he <laughs> would, like, what he was going to say. He's like Mr. Channels. I was like Scotty. <laughs> like yeah, good to be here or whatever. So um, but we kicked it off straight away. And like I say, someone that's played in the Premier League. Um, yeah, exactly right exactly yeah there's someone that you can um can learn a massive amount from um and i think it showed really over from that point on i think my game personally kicked on leaps and bounds and when scotty kind of came in because a lot of what scotty was about was what i kind of lacked i suppose yeah. i was always a player that would look to kind of run off the shoulder get in behind etc i'd very very rarely come short unless I was playing against someone as strong as Bebop kind of thing. I know I could yeah. hold them off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then, but Scotty came in and he looked to sort of bring that part to my game really. So I'd come short as well as go, go in behind as well. Um, so I learned a lot from him and yeah, we could like I say, we got on really well as well um, off the field. So it was, uh, it was quite good. Uh, like I say, a bit sweet really. changes did Keith make early on when he came in to make the side overall more consistent? Um, he brought a few players in, a few key players, um, most of them from Leighton, I think. Bruce, Fags, Scotty Thomas, which I was all down for because it meant that I didn't have to drive as much because <laughs> I'd just jump in their car. <laughs> we used to share it so we didn't like, end up driving once a week rather than me driving to Windsor three times a week. Um, so that helped massively. Um, but even that, like I say, having not having to drive to Windsor yourself three times a week massively, like mentally, driving's a nightmare in it. So um, that helped massively. Um, but he was he was a big fitness guy, big fitness guy. Um, so our pre seasons, like physically, we was probably without doubt the one of the fittest, if not the fittest team in the league. Well, that always showed in games, didn't it? Like last 10 minutes, gets like yeah. last 10, 15 minutes of games and probably the amount of games we won in that last 10, 15 minutes because we just mm. finished so much stronger than everyone else. Yeah, no, and that came from like pre-season. Well, as soon as he came in, really. Um, like Tuesday night was a big fitness thing. Like you'd always do quite a lot more physical work on a Tuesday and then get the ball out on a Thursday kind of thing. But there was still an element on the Thursday that you'd still do some some running. 
Um, and I think that was that was the main thing that kind of made us or got us so many extra points. Like I say, we finished so much stronger than other teams. And through that, those couple of years or two or three years, um, we must have picked up loads of points in that final kind of last 15, 20 minutes, um, which, which helped us. Um, but it was also sort of stricter, shall we say? It was more regimented kind of thing yeah. with, with everything. If you weren't at training, if you weren't, you knew about it kind of thing, he'd, he'd call you out. Um, and he wanted to win as well. He was a winner. <laughs> like, he, he was very kind of that mentality and although people give him a bit of stick for it and that and the lads do and what have you it, it did it massively rubbed off on us him and Jim they're, they're both kind of they're I was going to say it was the partnership them. right it was like Jim as well yeah yeah no both of them it was um, a good a good duo um, and yeah that, that mentality that winning mentality is is something that that kind of bought and rubbed off on, on all the lads really now his first full season in charge with was the year kind of we challenged with Truro for the mm. time. What do you remember from from that season? I remember they had a massive budget and they were flying like people from all over the country down to Truro to play. <laughs> like you'd hear, oh yeah, Sansa's got a helicopter from South London or whatever yeah, yeah, down yeah. to Truro to to play. I think they had a few ex pros at the time as well. Um, I think they were getting good good crowds as well. Um, the biggest thing I remember is the game down there, really. Well, I remember going down there on a Tuesday night because I think we went down on a Saturday. So we this went down quite... on a Saturday. We, got, we drove down and we got within 10 minutes of the ground and got called off. Yeah, so we went down the night before. So lucky for me, like all my time at Windsor, I was at uni. So yeah. I didn't have like a, a job or anything. So for me, it was quite, I was quite flexible. But I can imagine for some of the lads, like it must have been a nightmare. But I remember like we were like, because well, it was such a big game as well. We're like, we'll go down on the Friday night, we'll stay overnight, we'll um, like do it properly kind of thing because it's a big game, like big three points. It could like determine the, like, the end of the season kind of thing. So we all got on the coach, all went down there on the Friday. And I remember getting down there. We'd all like roomed up with mates, like with um, whoever, like all had like a, a roommate. And um, I remember like some of the lads were like, yeah, we're going to go out on the lash kind of thing. And uh, I won't, I won't name any names, but like, yeah, let's go out on the lash. And a few of it, we went out, we walked up into the town, I think, walked through the town, got a bit of dinner or whatever at like um, Weatherspoons or whatever, <laughs> and then went back to the, went back to the hotel. And a few of the lads were in the room, not getting changed in that. And um, they dis- a few of them went out into, into um, Nuki because we stayed in Nuki into Nuki High Street on the lash. And then there was a few of us at the time, we were all into um, Pro Evolution Soccer. On like the right. PlayStation, so Martin Williams took his PlayStation down with him, and we were playing it on the coach all the way down there. And then he was like, "Right, lads, like when you get back, come to my room, and we'll play a bit of Pro Evo." And I remember it got to about twelve o'clock, half twelve, and there was this big bang on the door, and he was like, "Open up!" It was like Scotty banging on the door. And I was like, "Ah!" Oh. Like everyone was like, "Go!" I think who was in there? I think me, Jake, Joe, Willow. Um, there's like basically five, five or six of us all playing pro evo to like the early hours of the morning, but we like got kicked out basically. Scott was like, right, back to your rooms. So like we all walked out, like told off school kids. We were like 25 at the time when we were heads down, like playing computer. <laughs> we walked out and went back to our rooms to bed, kind of thing. And then we woke up the next morning, and a couple of lads that had been out, we all like went down to the beach to do a bit of a warm-up or something. And it was freezing cold. But we went down to the beach and as we walked out, one of the drain pipes on the front of the hotel had like fallen off. And um, <laughs> some of the lads climbed up the drain pipe to get back into their rooms because Scotty basically sat in the um, sat in the lobby till like two o'clock in the morning to see if anyone had gone out on the on the lash kind of thing. And um, a couple of lads had come back, seen him in the lobby and climbed up the drain pipe to get back in there in the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to this day, I don't know if he knows that, but um, yeah. And then we went there like, well. the next day. Yeah, the next day, luckily, we went for a warm up and it was so cold. I think the game got called off for a frozen pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we ended up then going down on the Tuesday night, which was a nightmare, traveling down there, playing the game, and then six, seven hours back on a coach after getting after getting beat. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. It was a good laugh.
Right. Another big result from that season, um, which is actually one of my favourite games from your period at Windsor, actually, was when we beat Slough 6-2. Mm. What do you remember from that game? Because I honestly think that was one of the best performances by Windsor side for many years. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I just remember the, the like, bit of a rivalry kind of thing because it was always a bit of a... Um, yeah, a local derby, weren't it? So a lot of the lads that were like, a bit more local to Windsor, they kind of obviously knew a few of their players, etc. They played with them previously and stuff like that. Um, so it was a bit of a bit of a rivalry. But no, I think at that time we were playing really good football. Um, and to be fair, across the two seasons, we only got better and better, really, I think. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah 100%. Period, the more we played together and stuff like that. Um but yeah, it's always nice, isn't it, to win a, a local derby, especially I'm sure the fans as well, when you oh, know a few guys that are Slough yeah. fans, etc. <laughs> maybe some that have kind of moved between clubs or whatever as well and go and watch Slough instead of Windsor, but were Windsor or whatever. So it's always uh, always nice to uh, to get one over a local in a derby. Now, Truro obviously won the league that year and we had the playoffs where we lost to Digcott. Mm. How disappointing is that for a side when, you know, it's just a lottery in those playoffs? Oh, massively, yeah. Yeah, massively. Yeah, it's a big, big kick in the teeth. I think that game was at home as well, it, against Dipcock. Yeah. I think we played at home. Yeah, so it was, yeah, it's massive. Because you put in so much effort throughout the whole season and then to kind of lose it to a team that, I think to be fair to them, they're probably, they probably the better team in the league. Um, but then again, they had the when they had the resources that they did have, it's very difficult to compete um, when you've got ex-professionals like, playing for you and stuff like that. Um, so it was, and then that, that, that um, the playoffs is like you say, it's just a lot in it, really. But to be fair, Didcot weren't a bad side either. They were, we always get a good, decent game against Didcot. They had some good players as well. Um, I can't remember the score, was it 2 1, was it? I think I can't remember. It was 2 1, or, yeah, I think it was 2 1. I think it was, yeah. So it's, yeah, disappointing. Um, but I suppose it spurred us on for, for the following season, really, because well, and the, and the following week or so when we won the Barks and Bucks. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suppose it didn't come at a good time, but it, it suppose if you turn it into a positive, it was um, it was definitely fuel for the following season, and then for that game as well in the the cup. And what do you remember that following season when we won the title? I mean, that was just a special season. And one point, I thought we were never going to lose. Like, yeah, it was madness. We were going to do the the invincibles at one point because it was literally into the following year, weren't? It? I think it was like was it March time or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. we went before we actually lost. Um, and I think the first game of the season was Gosport away, I think, for that yes. year. It was. Yeah. And I think we won 1 0 late on with a head. I think I scored a header late on because um, I remember it because, yeah, we went out, we stayed in Brighton the night that night. I think a couple of my mates were going down to, to Brighton. So I right. jumped in the car with them after the game and went across to Brighton for a night out kind of thing. Um, <laughs> So I remember that. And I don't think Scotty was there. I think Scotty was, was on holiday. holiday. He was on yeah. holiday. Yeah, and he used to cane us. He used to be like, right, if you're not there for like first game of the season, da di da you're being fine, this and that and what have you. And then I remember the first game come up. It's like, where's Scotty? He's like, ah, oh, he's on holiday. <laughs> so he, he used to give it all that, oh, yeah, I always tell my missus that she can't book holidays for the football season and all this kind of stuff. And then first game, he was away. And um and Jim took it. I remember Jim taking it. And I think we, yeah, we nicked a one 0 I think, away, and it just it just snowballed from there. Really, um, it, yeah. To be fair, it was a great year. Like great group of lads. Like real kind of belief in the squad. Really good football as well. Um, everyone bounced off each other. Um, and yeah, just I suppose from the previous year, like you say, losing in the playoffs, it was kind of like it felt like our year. Although Tottenham did do did a good job yeah, of yeah, yeah, staying yeah, yeah. in touch with us through the whole through the whole um, the whole season, um, but yeah, by far like the most enjoyable kind of season of my my playing career. What made that team? I mean, you said a couple of bits there. What what, you, what made that team so special? Um, it was just a, like a group of lads that were like your mates kind of thing. There was no one in there that just came, played football and then cleared off kind of thing. There was no kind of big egos that I'm better than you or everyone sort of had faith and belief in everyone else. Everyone knew that we could all play football. Um, and it was just, yeah, I think it was just a real kind of like sense of kind of 
teammates and and like a good crack no one took like anyone too seriously if you know what i mean you mm. can go places and it's kind of like you're playing in the like the premier league kind of thing it's a bit like it just takes it too far but we had that quite nice balance with it all um we knew that when we needed to turn it on and be serious we were um but training and after the match and stuff like that it was a really good really good crack as well um and yeah i think that just kind of spiraled and kind of got stronger as the as the season went on and that's why we kind of went on such a good good run really Now you missed that final game against VT. Uh, that's how what I was nail say. bite how nail biting was that watching? That's the other play? bit. That's the other bit I remember from that season. I think we played Bracknell away in the like the penultimate game yeah. of the season on that hill. And yeah. I remember like I think we won. And I remember going up for a header. And as I came down, I just landed on my ankle, my left ankle. And it was all my ankles were always like my weak, like we always have problems with my ankles. I remember landing on it and it just going. And um, the pain straight away, I knew that that was it, kind of thing. And I was so gutted. I remember being in the um, going, like getting stretched off basically because I couldn't walk on it. And uh, yeah, I just remember I, I wanted to like get kitted up on the final day. <laughs> I was going to say to Scotty, look, if I like bandage it up, can I just come on for like the last 10 seconds? So like, I'm on the pitch, like just so that when we, if we do win it, um, but he was like, no, no. So, um, yeah, I just had to sit on the bench, basically. And, uh, yeah, when the game just went on and on and on, didn't it? Yeah. And I was thinking, like, I was so I just wanted to go and get kit on, basically, and go on. Um, and then when we eventually got that goal, it was, like, oh, such a relief. Um, and then, yeah, I remember, like, trying to run on the pitch when the final whistle went. But I, couldn't, I literally, like, limping, like, hopping across the field. Um but yeah, no, great, good times, really good times. I think it was a midweek game. It was like Tuesday yeah, night, Monday night, Monday night. Yeah, because I remember I had uni the next day. Um, so a few did of the lads. Up? Well, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. All the other lads had work. I had uni for some reason. I still went to uni. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a shame really. It wasn't a Saturday because it would have been um, a good night. It was a good, great night anyway. Like brilliant crowd down there and stuff like that. And. Uh, yeah, it's just a shame it weren't Saturday because I'm sure the celebrations would have um, gone on a little bit longer than they did. Now, a few weeks after that, Keith left and obviously the majority of the squad left, but you stayed, which supporters are obviously really thankful for. Like, I guess how frustrating was it all of those circumstances and was it a difficult decision easy decision for you to want to stay um it was a funny time really to be fair because there was obviously a loads of other stuff going on in the background with other players and stuff like that and there was reasons why some left some didn't etc um but i was i was actually on contract at that time yeah so i had a i think i still had another year on my contract anyway um, so there was a bit of me that was like, God, what if I'm the only one left? <laughs> you, you know, well, it's a fair point though, right? Because I remember we, I was on holiday. We, we'd gone down to Nuki, funnily enough, for like the summer. Just to look uh, at the drain pipe. Yeah, yeah, just to relive that night. Um, now, I was down there with my family when that, that kind of that summer happened. Yeah. And I remember getting phone calls and stuff just like from other clubs and then but also from like the lads as well, just like speaking quite a bit to the Leighton boys mostly. Yeah. Um, and then a few of the other guys like Ports and some of the others I was close with, just about what they were doing and that. And um a lot of them were like, Well, we're we're going to Hemel or Chesham. I can't remember which one a lot of them went to. Um, what are you doing? And I'm like, Well, uh, firstly, I haven't got a choice at the minute because <laughs> I'm under contract. Yeah. So it was a bit worrying. It was a worrying time because I was thinking, God, yeah, if yeah, everyone yeah. leaves um, and I'm down there with a the new manager, like 15 new lads kind of thing, it was quite a, a scary time. Um, but I remember coming in talking to Peter at the time. He was still obviously chairman. Um, and Willow was down there the same night. And there was a few other players that had gone just to chat to Peter and sort of how what was going to happen next year and stuff like that. Um, and I think then I, I 
went down. There was a few people still in the bar. Some of the fans and that were in the bar and that in random night after training. Um, and I kind of left there. I'd spoken to a few others and they were like, no, oh, we're like Jake, I think was going to stay Joe as well. Um, so I thought, well, why not? Like we've worked hard last year to, to give it a go. Um, like seeing a few of the fans and that, that going down there, chatting to them and stuff. It was just like, no, it's like, let's, let's stay, let's give it a go. We've worked this hard to get promoted again. Like let's try and um, let's see what we can do. If it's with, without a lot of the lads and that's, it is what it is. Um, but let's, um, yeah, let's stay and give it a go. Now Brentford did come calling that summer. Mm. Um, yeah. Talk through that. And I, I know from, I know we've spoken in the past at how disappointed you were during that but yeah, talk a little bit about that experience of Brentford that was the like the maddest 10 days ever um so I think I've, we, we're training um down at one of the schools in right now Windsor um and Mudgy was Mudgy took over by that time and he was doing the training stuff and we went down and trained and I was just getting my boots and that on, uh, getting my stuff together to leave. And he said, oh, can I grab you for a sec? And I was like, yeah, what's, like, what's up? And he said, oh, we've had um, some interest in you from Brentford. Um, they're interested in you, like, going for a trial with them, um, like a couple of a week, a couple of weeks trial. Like, do you fancy it? And I was like, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> of course I do kind of thing. Why not? Um, like, what do I need to do? Um, so he said, oh, They've asked for your contact details and stuff. We said that we'd speak to you first and what have you before they get in contact with you. But you should get a phone call um, just to give you some um, further info and stuff from the, the assistant manager. So um, the next day I was working at home base over the summer while I was out like, for uni. So I finished uni for the summer and I was working at home base. And uh, I remember watching my phone all day while I was like stacking shelves or whatever. And um, this fight, the phone rang, so I answered it and it was this guy... The, the assistant manager who was like, oh, I would like to come training the stuff later this week. If you um like if you come down to the training ground, we'll we'll get you kitted up and that and spend a week or so with us doing pre-season. So I was like, yeah, sound. I was a little bit nervous because it was like pre-season. So there's me thinking, well, all these like pros basically, <laughs> like pre-season. But luckily I think to be fair, I was in fairly, fairly good shape anyway. Um and I was used to the physical stuff really because of the way Scotty was kind of regimented. Um, so yeah, went went down there, nervous, like hour and a half, sat in the car, driving my little Fiesta ZTEC S down <laughs> to um the training ground, pulled up in the car, and like Carl Court gets out of his flipping Range Rover, whatever it was. There's a few other like like, like Richard Lee, I think. Remember Richard yeah. Lee, the goalie who'd been around. Oh, yeah, the yeah. yeah, old Watford goalie. Um, yeah, Carl Court. Um who was the MK Don's striker as well? Eyes on McLeod. Right, okay. He was on trial there as well. He just banged in. He'd been like top goal scorer in like Div 1 for MK Don's or something two years before. <laughs> and then there's me turns up. <laughs> just like, all right, morning lads, Connie. Um, when it was funny because I didn't know anything about Brentford or like, I'm not, because I'm not a massive like football geek really. Like I don't yeah. All my mates are into fantasy football, they know all the players, all this and that, all the stats and that. I don't, to be fair, I just played it. I don't really, I'm not a massive kind of follower like of that kind of thing. So I remember walking into the changing room um, and the manager was sat in there. Um, yeah. Andy, something he was called. I can't remember what his name was. But anyway, I went into the office and I said, oh, oh yeah, I'm looking for the manager. And he said, oh, that's me. <laughs> so I, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> that's a good start. <laughs> I was like, oh, hi, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Mike from like um, Windsor or whatever. He's like, oh, I was like, how you doing or whatever. He took me over, got me, got me some kit and that. And I remember going out training. This is like on the Wednesday. And he said, yeah, like, so I went out, trained, done all right, to be fair. Like, I just sort of thought, oh, sort of is what it is. If, if I'm, you know, I just tried to kind of. Best attitude to have a day, right? Yeah, just tried to enjoy it. And um, first day went really well. Second day, he said, come back tomorrow. Um, went back the following day um trained in the afternoon again and then he's like what are you um what are you doing tomorrow night and I was like well not a lot kind of thing um he said we want you to play in uh pre-season friendly against Crystal Palace so it's like <laughs> I've gone from Tuesday night training to like Friday night playing at Brentford's ground against Crystal Palace and I remember we was um 
I was just walking into the ground and my phone rang and um, it was Bully. Yeah. Right. The, the goalie, Rob yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know what he wanted. I think he wanted to know what time the meet was on Saturday, like the, the next day. He's like, you're right, Chenz. I was like, yeah, I can't really talk Bully. He's like, well, what's the matter? I was like, I'm just about to walk in to play against Crystal Palace for Brentford. <laughs> and he was like, what? And this was before anyone really kind of knew about it because I think Maggi and a few of the other guys, we just kind of kept it quiet to begin with because it just didn't. It just, I suppose, just to help take the pressure off a little bit because yeah. it's quite a big thing. Um, but yeah, I remember that it was crazy. Like the first three days going from training on Tuesday night in Windsor to to playing on. Uh, how did that? How did that game go? All right, I think I got about 20, 25 minutes at the end. I came on and um, I missed the header from a corner. I remember it coming in, and I got to the front post, went to header it, and basically it hit my shoulder kind of thing and went wide of the goal. And I remember coming back that night because a few of my mates came to watch. And I remember coming home and um, putting on Sky Sports News and they had like the roundup of it. And um, there was this little clip of me missing this header on Sky Sports News. And it was like, oh, God's sake. If um, if only it had gone in kind of thing. But um, yeah, it was it was a, a great experience kind of thing. It was just a whirlwind to start with. And then um, it kind of dragged on and on. So what went from being a week, 10 days trial, I was there for... Six weeks, I think, in the end. Yeah, Getting yeah, yeah. Back. I remember it was a long back. time. Yeah, so it, was, it went on for a long, long time. Um, and there were a few other trialists that kind of came and went, um, but I, well, I still kept getting called back and stuff. So um, when it got to like the final kind of six weeks and um, he said, oh, we'll catch up, we'll have a chat kind of thing. But it was weird because he said to me, like, oh, we'll have a chat on Friday. This was like on the Tuesday. So it was still like another two days of training. So I'm thinking, well, if he's saying we'll have a chat Friday and – you're still asking me to come back for training then it's kind of a good sign and then when I eventually went in and sat down with him and stuff it was just like and he kind of delivered the blow it was um yeah it's a big big kick in the teeth kind of thing and uh yeah really really disappointing but um it is yeah in credit to you though you came back to Windsor and you know you didn't let that get to you I mean you hit the, again hit the ground running at the Premier Division level yeah, I think that spending those six weeks with those guys training every day and stuff like that, I learned a lot from them. Because um, I used to, I remember who was there, Nicky Forster. Don't you remember him? Like a bit of a oh, yeah. Yeah. striker. He was there at the time. And um, just watching them and training and stuff like that, just little things that they did, playing with them, and just you, like your own touch and like your movement and your fitness of training every single day. I remember, I think I lost like half a stone in um <laughs> just like just from the physical type yeah, training yeah, yeah. every day yeah just um so I learned a lot and you just you, you think a lot quicker as well is that so when you got, came back to playing for Windsor um you just kind of you was that one step ahead and it sort of became a bit easier if you know what I mean um yeah, yeah, yeah. and you were a lot lot sharper kind of thing so I think that massively helped when I did come back that you kind of had that behind me And when you're back at Windsor, obviously Mudgy had rebuilt that side. Um, mm. But we held our own in the Premier Division. 100%. We were, we were up there. Um, yeah. How, how, I guess a couple of questions. How did you find the adjustment moving up that level to Premier Division? Did you find much difference between? No, not hugely. But I think part of that is because of that six-week like, pre-season I had with Brentford. Yeah, um, true. I think that helped me personally kind of adapt to it. Because, yeah, there's no other kind of better kind of prep for it than what I went through with Brentford. Um, so that helped massively. But I think it wasn't a, it, it wasn't a huge step. And I think that the, like, the team that we pulled together and the couple that we kind of kept as well um, gave it like, an unbelievable go. It's such a shame that it really came to an end because I think we could have maybe sneaked into the playoffs kind of thing. I don't think we, we played everyone. Um, and I don't think there was a team there that you thought it wasn't kind of like, well, 50%, 60% of the teams, we just get bashed every week. It was sort of, we can hold our own against. We beat even Brack- those at the top. Brackley. I remember us going away at Brackley yeah. and getting a win. Yeah. Like we could hold our own even against those that were kind of tipped to win it kind of thing. So it was, um, yeah, it was such a shame when it kind of came to an end. Um, How difficult was that for 
the players that year. I mean, it, to be fair, it shows even more credit for what we did that year and how high we, mm. we ended up, given everything that was happening off the pitch. Yeah, yeah, because there was a lot going on. I remember, like most, like towards the end, like the last month, two months, kind of thing. We'd quite often have meetings, like but after training, stay behind, and Kevin would come in and talk about what's going on. Um, like what the different scenarios were, how it could play out, et cetera, et cetera. So it was like credit, like you say, to the guys to sort of keep it, keep mm. the ship afloat and keep it, keep totally. it moving forward, really. Um, but it was tough. It was tough. It was partly because of all the hard work that had kind of gone into, not just from the players' point of view, but off the pitch, like behind the scenes, um, around the club to get that promotion back up to where we they wanted to be um, and then to do well in that league as well um, and to play play good football as well. I think it was it was really good football for the fans to kind of enjoy and watch as well. Totally. Um, and to build like a, two decent squads because the the that year, it wasn't far off the same kind of camaraderie as we had the year before. It was, even though there was quite a lot of new faces, the people that came in were of similar um like similar personalities they they were the same there wasn't any egos it was kind of they're all in it it was all a good bunch of lads would go out on like do's out and stuff like that um so yeah when it all did come to an end it was it was tough it wasn't nice for anyone it's never nice seeing it kind of all how emotional was that how emotional was that last game when you everyone kind of knew it was the last game yeah and especially for someone like you that had been there several years as well Mm, it's just gutting because it's not it's not just you kind of realize that it's not just for for me it was like for everyone that was involved with the club as well um and that was one special thing about Windsor was the pack that it had that kind of family aura to it um everyone was sort of involved you'd see similar like see the same faces each week you kind of get on with everyone it was all kind of positive and stuff um, and people put a lot of their time into it as well. It wasn't like just one or two. It was a, it was a lot of people that were involved. So you kind of, you know how much goes on in the background and how much mm. people sort of heart and soul go into it. So when that kind of the final whistle blew on that last game, it was a, um, yeah, very kind of not a nice day to be fair. Now you showed, I, I think anyway, like you showed incredible loyalty to the club over a number of years. Was it always an easy decision for you to kind of re-sign year after year? Because I'm assuming you must have received a number of offers and opportunities season to season. But you always seem to kind of re-sign pretty quickly. Yeah, it was. It was the only year that I got a little bit worried was, like we spoke earlier, just that year when a lot of people left. Um, But I was never kind of thinking to myself oh I want to go like this is kind of I want to move on somewhere else um I always wanted to stay I just hoped that others would that a few more of them would stay as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no every year I, I, I just really enjoyed it it was like I've never I've played for a couple of teams before um where you kind of you have big egos in there you have like people that think they're better than they are people that think that it should revolve around them you have you, you just you have some managers that think they like they don't show kind of faith in you or whatever. Um, you have fans that get on your back, like <laughs> it's sort of it's um but Windsor, you never never had any of that. It was all kind of yeah, it was just it was just a great atmosphere, great place to be around, great people. Um, always had good like coaching staff, always people behind the scenes, like your Malcolms. Like Ange as well, physios, Craig helping bully. It was, um, yeah, it's just a real kind of great place to play football. Um, and you never kind of felt under pressure. You always felt welcomed. Um, even like my family and stuff, they they loved it. They came every week. Like my nan, my mum, my dad. What have you um, said about your nan and Scotty the stag? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So they loved it as well. And whenever they turned up, everyone was like, oh, you're right. Like mummy Chen's kind of thing. It was um, really just a really nice place to be. Um, and yeah, that's why every each year it was sort of, it was an easy decision just to sort of stay and, and stay. You get, you get offers from elsewhere and oh, we will give you this much and what have you. But it's, um, 
when you've got a, a group of lads and people around the club like that, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's like, well, go out there for an extra 50 quid a week or whatever. It's like, it's just not, you, you just want to enjoy football. It's, it doesn't last very long. So while you can stay and um, stay where you can enjoy it, that was my motto. Okay, now this is the um, the part of the podcast that I love doing to people because it puts them under pressure. So <laughs> five five quick questions, um, of which you'll probably find them tricky to answer. Hopefully, um, so we'll try <laughs> to under a bit of pressure. So first one, favorite. You scored one hundred and twenty plus goals. What was your favorite? Oh, most memorable would be against Farnborough away. I think, yeah, a little chest on the turn outside of the box into the top top bins. I think that was probably the most memorable. Yeah, or well, one actually when it weren't Windsor and Eton, but it was Windsor. It was against Butsy. I remember out jumping Butsy and headed it in against Hemel at home. <laughs> so that I'll, I'll always remember that one as well. <laughs> All right, best strike partner. Ooh. Gavla, I reckon. Gavin, I can't remember his last name. Smith. Gavin Smith, yeah. Yeah, kind of big guy, could play off him, knew, knew where I'd run him behind, held it up well, great lad as well. I think he him he was the one that best complimented my game and mine his kind of thing, I think. Nice. Okay. Best player played with? Ooh. At Windsor. At Windsor. That is a tough one. I don't think I can nail it to one. Um, Technically, I would say Rob Ursel. When he spent a bit of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his feet were unbelievable. Wasn't he, um, what do they call those players? You know, the. Yeah. Yeah. So his feet were insane. I've never. I used to just pass to him in training just to let him run at people and do tricks and stuff. It was technically he was he was spot on. We never um, really saw the best of him, though, did we? No, he, he was injured, really got, he got injured. Bit and stuff. Um, so, but yeah, technically, I've never seen, I've never played with anyone like that. Yeah. Um, and then you, you had some great players. We had Martin Williams, ex-pro legend, um, Butler, Butsy. He was, um, Butsy was always someone I kind of looked up to. Like he was yeah. kind of the big big brother of the team, really. Um, obviously played for AFC Wimbledon, like been around the non-league, um, real, real kind of leader. Um, so yeah, that's, 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 all in package, let's go with Batsy. Best manager played under? Uh, Keith Scott, got the best out of me. Um, had a great relationship with him. Used to get a little stick from the boys for it as well, um, for being a teacher's pet kind of thing. But um, no, always kind of trusted in me, always felt they believed in me and improved my game as well. So go, Scotty. All right, final question. Toughest defender you played against? Toughest defender. Again, while playing for Windsor. Uh, The one I used to hate playing against, which is, I suppose, similar sort of thing, was Denison, Denilson from Uxbridge. Got sent off against him. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy. He just knew how to get under my skin. I don't know what it was about him, but he just knew how to um, knew how, how to get under my skin. I remember getting sent off for Ux, against Duxbridge. Yeah, um, I got off, sent off stamping on him apparently. But I remember that. Do you remember that? I remember yeah. that. Only I've, I've only had like I think well, you've had, like, had many red cards, right? Yeah, I've had three <laughs> yellow cards, I think, and one red card, and that was Uxbridge away, and it was against that Denison guy, and he'd been like. He used to pinch me, he used to like scrape his studs down the back of my like um, qu- uh, calves. He used to like grab me. I used to finish the game and have like big grab marks on me and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember because it was a female ref as well. I remember. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Um, she she came running over. Basically what had happened, I think I was like, I was, um, I'd come short basically and I'd like pinned him and he was like grabbing me from behind um and he pulled me down like backwards 
and I fell backwards and I stepped on him. Like I didn't mean to step on him. It was just where he'd grabbed me and pulled me and I fell backwards. And as I fell back, I kind of stepped down and I think I stepped on his like his thigh or something. Right. We both ended up on a heap on the floor and she came running over, pulled out the red card and basically said I'd stamped on him because he was rolling around on the floor, basically. And uh, I remember getting sent off and I was like, I didn't know what to do myself because I'd never, I'd never been booked. I'd never been like... <laughs> I'd never made a tackle, let alone got sent off. <laughs> and I remember going back to the change room, just sitting there, just like nearly in tears, thinking, God, like what's just happened? And uh, after the game, it was like they were in the bar and after. And I was like, I didn't step on you. He's like, yeah, I know, I know you didn't step on me, but it's just part of the game kind of thing. So, um, but every time we came up against each other, he was always a, like a, a nightmare. He was one of them players that'd be like, oh, don't fancy yeah, playing yeah, yeah. today. But, well, actually, um, so the two more questions we're going to ask you now. Um, did you ever have a ground that you you dread? Like you, you mentioned, like he was a play you didn't mm. like going up against. Was there ever like a ground that or a team that you like? Oh, I really for no matter whatever reason you mm. just hated playing against them. And then similarly, the other way around, you always thought, you know what? I have got such a good record against these, or I know yeah. I'm going to score today. Um, did you ever have that fleet. I remember used to be a, a scrap. Yeah, because I think Adam Wallace used to play for him. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. So I think I remember going to Fleet, and they were always like just dirty kind of thing. Always like put it about, knew that like that was kind of tried to get under our skin kind of thing, and throw a few challenges in and this and that. So I never used to like playing against Fleet. That was one of my ones I didn't like playing against. Um, and then one that I enjoyed playing against. Burnham, I quite enjoyed playing against. Actually, didn't you always end up scoring like four yeah, goals? Yeah, always scored against Burnham. I remember playing in FA Trophy. I think I got four. I yeah. basically got eight in two games, I think, in the trophy. <laughs> I yeah. Because I remember thinking to myself, God, I could be top goal scorer in the trophy. <laughs> like, <laughs> played two games, scored eight goals, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember uh, always enjoyed playing at Burnham because it was a fairly decent pitch as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Burnham. And then we'd always play against, um, you always knew a few of their lads as well, just just where we played each other over the years kind of thing. But it would always um, been a little bit of niggle as well. I remember when yeah. Simon was in charge and Mudgy was in charge of Burnham, I think, at the yeah, time. Did, Jar- did Jarbo take over, take over them as well at one point? He did. Yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah. So there was yeah. always that as well because a lot of the older lads knew Jarbo from... Yeah. Like cakes and um, Butsy and Coops and that they all uh, coiny seeds, they all knew Java. So it was kind of um, it was always a good good battle as well. Um, so yeah, I used to enjoy playing against them because always always nicked a goal or two as well. To be fair, Chens, thank you so much. Really appreciate it, mate. No worries at all. Thank you. And to all the supporters that have uh, have downloaded, thank you again. And we'll be back in a in a few weeks with a next guest.